0: Interdependence Day. On the 4th of July, our allies across the Atlantic Ocean celebrate Independence Day. I propose that in the body of Christ we mark this day as Interdependence Day. The cult of the rugged individual so admired in our society is a myth. No one is a self-made woman or self-made man. We all depend upon others for support. We depend upon their strengths and unique talents, gifts, and abilities. Let's think about our dependence upon God first with a famous joke that you've probably heard a few times before. A person is drowning in the sea. Lord, save me, they pray out loud with passion and conviction. A lifeboat crew are dispatched to rescue them. A sailor kindly reaches out her arm to the drowning person and says, catch my hand. Let's get you to safety. The drowning person says between mouthfuls of water, No thanks, I've prayed, the Lord will save me. The person refusing to be rescued, the lifeboat crew has no alternative than to return to port. Next, an air sea rescue helicopter comes to their aid. Once more, the drowning person refuses their help, declaring instead a resolute faith in God's willingness and ability to rescue them. Finally, a Russian submarine surfaces. A cheery Russian submariner, held by their colleagues, reaches across to catch the drowning believer. But you can guess the response. Incredulous, the Russians leave. Our friend drowns. In heaven, the believer asks God what happened. The good Lord says, I sent you a lifeboat, a helicopter, and even a Russian submarine. What more do you want? The truth is we must be utterly dependent upon God. He is the true vine, we are the branches, and apart from him, we can do nothing. Yes, we are dependent upon God, and he does move in mysterious ways, but he also delights and expects to work through people, even those with lifeboats, helicopters, and Russian submarines. How many of us are here because God has guided a consultant's diagnosis and a surgeon's hand? There's nothing in the scriptures that suggests St. Luke ever ceased to be a good doctor. Sometimes Christians can be too woo-woo, even superstitious. God works through people. God chooses to work through people. My point We have a more active role to play in working out our salvation than perhaps we may think. And the good news is that it's easier than we may think. One of the most exciting scriptures, to my mind, is the parable of the talents. It's even where we get the word talent from. In the parable, the master gives talents to his servants, just as God gives talents to you and to me. What I find so exciting is that God expects us to double our talents. In two out of the three cases, the servants do just that, and the master praises them, saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will set you over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. We're supposed to succeed. You and I have God-given gifts, talents, and unique abilities that we're supposed to enjoy multiplying. This is the essence of being fruitful and multiplying. Yes, Jesus said that we did not choose God, but that he chose us and appointed us that we should go and bear fruit, and that our fruit should be lasting. That's John 15 verse 16. But he chose us to bear fruit He chose us to succeed. He chose us to bear fruit by appointment to the King of Kings. And thus we're entering into exciting times for this church, a new look, a fresh vision, a renewed passion to minister to one another and out into the community as co-laborers together with God. Let's move towards this abundant season of fruitfulness with a renewed understanding and celebration of our differences and our fully appropriate need to be interdependent, to depend upon one another. When we are children, of course we are dependent. Part of the great journey in life, the rite of passage, is to become independent. We don't want to be like our parents. We want to go our own way, find our own voice, wear our own style of clothes, be unlike the generations that went before us. It's part of growing up. But how tragic to stop there, like so many in society do, independent. The real power for the mature believer is in agreement, interdependence, where we celebrate and depend upon different gifts in the body of Christ. Let me share with you Ephesians 4, 11-16 from the World English Bible. He gave some to be apostles and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some shepherds and teachers, for the perfecting of the saints to the work of serving, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a full grown man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we may no longer be children tossed back and forth and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in craftiness after the wiles of error. But speaking truth in love, we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom all the body, being fitted and knit together through that which every joint supplies, according to the working and measure of each individual part, makes the body increase to the building up of itself in love oh how i love these words from whom all the body being fitted and knit together through that which every joint supplies according to the working in measure of each individual part makes the body increase to the building up of itself in love we need each other yes that which every joint supplies according to the work in measure of each individual part makes the body increase to the building up of itself in love so what's our mission our mission is to discover our mission our mission is to seek the lord to find out which part of the body of christ we are Our mission is to be square pegs in square holes and round pegs in round holes, not to try and be something we are not gifted to be, and not to feel bad if our gifts are different to others. Paul says apostles and prophets, teachers and evangelists and pastors, for the perfecting of the saints, to the work of serving, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a full grown man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Wow, that's exciting. We've got a lot of work ahead of us, and it's good work. And there are gifts not mentioned here. A listening ear is a great gift. Being a friend that gives practical support is a great ministry. Being an amazing parent or grandparent is one of the most important gifts. In fact, in one of the most terrifying scriptures of all time, The message is blissfully simple. The kindnesses we practically do for and to other people. We do to Jesus. That's what I call ministry. Let's have a look at that scary scripture to close with, shall we? It's Matthew 25, 31 to 46, the sheep and the goats, here from the World English Bible. But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, Then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Before him all the nations will be gathered. And he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will tell those on his right hand, Come, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison, and come to you?" The king will answer them, "'Most certainly, I tell you, because you did it to one of the least of these my brothers. You did it to me.'" Then he will say also to those on the left hand, "'Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire, which is prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you didn't take me in, naked, and you didn't clothe me, sick, and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will also answer saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison, and didn't help you? Then he will answer them saying, most certainly, I tell you because you didn't do it to one of the least of these, you didn't do it to me. These will go away into eternal punishment but the righteous into eternal life. Do I share this to feel condemned? No way. I share this because living for Christ is easier than we may think. We see a need that we can do something about and we do something about it. That's it. In this way, we shall be co-laborers with God himself by the power of the Holy Spirit, interdependent upon one another. Delivering the ministry of reconciliation as if God were saying through our lips, God loves you, practically like this. So be reconciled to God. Let's seek God with fresh passion and keep our eyes out for opportunities to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, to shelter the stranger, provide clothing to the naked, to be good company for the sick and to be a comfort to the prisoner. Let's remember the 4th of July, Ministry Interdependence Day. Amen.